I'm Dr. Sam Fesich, host of the EduMagic Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions are those of each individual host. You can find more great education podcasts by visiting our website, edupodcastnetwork.com. Get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Welcome to Shooks and GIF. This is season three, episode two. In this episode, we talk about a newish feature in Google Forms. An auto-magical add-on that translates slides. A new Wakelet layout. Another way to engage audiences. A shortcut to voice typing. And Gmail labels. Welcome to Shooks and GIF, the podcast where we share edtech treasures we love. Each week, we'll share a tool, podcast, tip, or trick with you, our listeners. We are your hosts, Kim Polishuk and Jen Giffen. Let's give it a go. Hey, Kim. Hey, Jen. So two fish are in a tank, and one looks at the other and says, okay, how do we drive this thing? (laughs) Okay, because you think it's a fish tank, but it's like a big army tank. It's good. I don't like that one. I do. How are you? Good. Do you hear that sound? I do hear that sound. <laughs> hear that? Get, what's that from, Jen? It's Velcro. Velcro from, a, from what, Jen? From a cord. From what, Jen? It's a cord that is attached to an actual super fancy high-tech mic. Wow. Yes, we. this is our first episode. We are ground. Season three. This is Milestone here. It is. Milestone. We have an actual microphone. It is no longer a water bottle with a set of iPhone headphones wrapped around it. No, and it's a good microphone. It is the Yeti Nano in vivid blue. I won this. I was going to say, there's no way you bought this, but Jen, if you don't know, <laughs> see, let me just, let me give you some context. Jen Giffen, my friend Jen Giffen, Hi. has a horseshoe somewhere on her person at all times. I, I, I believe it's, I, I believe it is in my soul. I'm, I'm lucky. She just wins everything. Do you know why I believe that happens? And people are going to think I'm cuckoo, but I believe you can will things to you. And I'm a very, it's the power of positive thinking. And I'm like, I'm going to do this. And I, I think I put good into the universe and the universe gives good back to me. I don't, I don't agree with you because I genuinely (laughs) want to win things as well. And I'm a good person and I put good into the universe as well, but I don't win things. So there is something about Jen Giffen and she just wins microphones and laptops and um, Google Homes and... Multiple. That Google Home's broken. I'm really sad. I need another Google Home. But I put out into the universe that I want an Apple Watch and I have yet to get that. I'm shocked. I am too. Are you going to any conferences lately? <laughs> Soon? I don't think so. I don't think they give those away. But okay, so explain anyway. where you got this. So we were at, or I was at, you couldn't come. That's when we had the Shooks buttons everywhere. Oh, yes. At ISTE which I was calling Gifty, not Shooks and Gifty, because we weren't Gifty. there, just Gifty. And we were at the uh, Google Innovator uh, Energizer, and I participated in sort of doing a pitch about advocacy and education, and uh, they basically, there was a vote in the room for oh, ones yeah, that they liked. Oh, this was a great one to win. This yeah. was really flattering. And yeah, the educators in the room sort of felt that the issue that I brought up um, which was all about social emotional learning for teachers, though, um, was one that they could get behind. So I was voted on behalf of my peers, and I I got one. 
That's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. So we're very curious listeners. Yeah. Tweet at us. Do you notice a difference in our sound? We did a bit of a sound check and we noticed nothing different. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. We are not necessarily the best sound quality checkers. That's true. Tom Covington, if you are listening, please tell me about my sound. Because I don't know if you know this, but Mike and Tom from Tosa's Talking Tech, when they go to conferences and they do like pop up, like let's film or record not film but record people for a podcast they have it like an entire mobile studio it's the bomb.com and you know what we had a we had water our water bottle with, <laughs> with an iphone microphone wrapped around it yep. in front of an audience yeah it might be why they're in season five and have like over a hundred thousand downloads and that, we're not quite there so maybe now the mic will do it oh yes the mic <laughs> the mic is gonna make all the difference anyway all right we have some shares we do you want to go first sure i'll go first okay All right, I would love to share a new feature in Google Forms that I have now had an opportunity to use. I didn't want to share it before because I hadn't used it yet, but I used it this past Mm -hmm. week. The new feature in Google Forms is import questions. I've seen this and And it it. it comes right on the right-hand side menu where you have the add questions and the image and and those options. And there's just another little um, icon that's for import questions in Forms. What that does is it allows you to access the questions from any of your other forms and bring it into an existing form and it works really quickly. So this was a really useful tool a few days ago when I was building a form for work and I had to bring in a question that had all the different schools in our district and oh, I yeah, could just re- our district, I think we've talked about this before, but the district we, that we work in has 225 something like that schools, 190 something elementary schools. So I love that new feature. It really helped make building the forms pretty easy. And I don't know if Google would acknowledge this, but I would like to thank a friend of the podcast for this. I know who you're gonna say. I would like to thank our good friend, John McGowan. We love you, John McGowan. We do love you, John McGowan. You're the smartest person we know. So John McGowan has a new company actually, and it's called Automagical apps, but I think it's it's powered by Unicorn Magic. Yes, I'm not sure how that what the layers are there, I, but I don't know if he's being tongue in cheek saying that yeah, it's magic because it's like powered, powered by, by Unicorn, unicorn oh. Magic, okay. not like that's another company. Okay, I just okay. re- I, in this moment I've realized. That. <laughs> Anyways, congratulations, John, on your new company, Automagical Apps, and thank you because I think because of your form recycler, uh, Google Forms add-on that now we have import questions from previous forms in embedded within Google Forms. And I would also like to thank you because you are so responsive to educators on Twitter. This is my second share, which I'm jumping in to share right now. Do it, Shooks. All right, so John was on Twitter and somebody asked him a question, can you make this? And two days later, he said, here it is. So somebody had mentioned to him, can we have a Google Translate feature within Google Slides? We do have certain features of Translate, but they only work within the speaker notes. Mm -hmm. So what John has done is he has created an add-on for Google Slides called Slides Translator. You can find it in the G Suite Marketplace, which now it is the G Suite Marketplace. It's no longer the add-ons gallery. Right. Now, if I go ahead and type in anything into a Google Slide, let's say, um, I love this tool. While that text box is selected, Mm If I go ahead and run Slides Translator and I open the translate box on the right-hand side, I can choose the language that I want. Now, there's a limited list of languages right now, but I do believe John posted on Twitter. If you'd like another language, just let me know and he'll add it. So I'm going to go ahead. I assume he's just linking this to Google Translate. I don't know. And it's probably, I'd love to see the back end of that. I'm going to put it into French. Parce que je parle français. Oui, bien sûr. 
Je ne parle pas. Tu parles français maintenant? Un peu. On devra faire un épisode, je ne sais pas comment on dit ça. Seulement en français? Seulement en français. Je ne peux pas le faire. Oui, tu peux. Non. OK. Peut-être mon garçon peut comprendre ce que nous pa parlons. Mm -hmm. Est-ce que c'est vrai? C'est correct. Combien de personnes uh, ignorent us at this point? <laughs> Beaucoup. Many. Okay, let's go back. Okay. We're back. And it's so English. I selected French. And I'm going to click translate. And it comes on the side. And it is on the side. So to be clear, this does not translate what is in your slide deck. Like no. it doesn't change the text boxes, no. but it does appear now on the side. But I can now copy that if you I sure wanted can. to. And I can paste it underneath. Into the little subtext box. So thanks, John, not only for helping to inspire Google to create import questions and forms, but also for that add-on and more to come. Yeah, I would absolutely, we'll put in the show notes, uh, follow John and follow his new company because they are going to do great things. And Google latches on to greatness. And I think we're going to see a lot more of his stuff. I hope so. Because he's the smartest person we know. And I'm not actually, I'm not saying that like, really, to be cheeky. Really he smart. really is a genius. I mean, he also was responsible for quite another large tool that we use a lot. Yeah, Equatio. Yeah. Okay. Am I allowed to share this episode? No, not at all. Okay. So keep going. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I am going to start with a, a call. I need some ideas. I'm going to put it out there. I put it on Twitter, but I'm going to put it out to listeners too. If you've seen some of my um, Twitter posts, you've seen a few that I have um, about my new learning comments. I have an interactive TV. It's like a 55-inch interactive TV. So I have this, and it's all thanks to TS Interactive, G2 at uh, TS Interactive. We've, we've done a few things. We've seen them at, at you know, the Expo Hall at, comp at conferences. Well, I was going to say competitions. Competitions we've been doing, you know, and we go and we compete about EdTech. It's like demo slams all the time. That'd be amazing. Um Anyway, he uh, he saw me and I, I said, you know what, this looks really cool. How could I do it? And he's given me a demo model just to see how we can oh, use it awesome. um, for for part of the year anyway. And and the kids are loving it here. It's not very often in secondary that they have sort of the gaming and like the, the, the fun aspect of the learning commons. It's a lot of like, sh sit down, be quiet. Not everywhere, obviously. Um, but it's it's neat to get that different layer in. So we have this interactive board. So on Orange Shirt Day on Monday, yep. uh, we did a whole presentation that they could click through to learn more about it. We've done some games. So I've had uh, Word Search was probably our most popular. We've done Sudoku. Today I have, I don't know um, if you saw this online, we put Connect Four. Oh. Some kids were playing Connect Four against a computer or against themselves. It just links into a computer. It's really fun. And we're finding now ways to integrate it more into pedagogy. But I just wanted to be comfortable and the kids to come in. It's, it's attracting students in. That's we nice. don't allow gaming at all in the Learning Commons, mostly because we want the, the seats to be taken by students who need the place to work. Like they can game in the cafeteria and we have a lot of common spaces in the hallways. Yeah. At any rate, I'm just wondering if you had an interactive whiteboard in a common space in your school, what would you do on it? What are some ideas you would have? Because I have a list and every morning I think of one usually in the shower because that's where we all do our thinking there and driving. Um, but I just want to, I want to know if anyone has any other cool ideas for so me. So tweet or tweet or, or post to our Flipgrid. It's super busy, our Flipgrid. I so. can't keep up. <laughs> With our one post. One post. <laughs> our one post. So if you have any ideas for me, that would be awesome. I will start with a, a little one. It's a product update. Um, that I've known about for a bit uh, because of being part of the ambassador community for Wakelet. Wakelet just, 
I think today, released mood boards in okay. Wakelet. So have you have you done a lot of work dabbling in Wakelet? I have not. I love Wakelet. I so you do. let me show you. I just love to curate things inside. So we've talked about Wakelet before. Yeah. But when you're setting up a collection up to this point, the ways that I could set it up included a media view, which looks like sort of bars of, you know, a little bit of a, a picture that you can choose. You can edit that. And then some text again that you can edit of all of the entries that you have in your wake. You could do a compact view, which is the same thing, but it's just Smaller, more condensed. And you could do a grid view, which would do um, the title and then a big picture but they have now something called mood boards. So you, you might know mood boards if you're addicted to HGTV, like my family and I are, <laughs> from designers. And now in mood boards, you can have, it's like a big picture along with like all the text underneath. So you just sort of flow from idea to idea and you set a mood. And when I first saw this, I'm like, oh, this is cool. I kind of like mood boards, but what can I do? And lo and behold, Aaron Flanagan, has a she can be found on twitter at this is it's actually a great handle it's air integration <laughs> see what she did there so aaron flanagan has an airintegration.com website and she did 18 ways to use mood boards in the classroom so i was looking through them this morning and i thought oh these are, some of these are really awesome so i will put the link to the actual article but we'll go through a few so they she talked about like maybe creating infographics in here um, she talked about quotes from a novel from my perspective now as teacher librarian one thing she said is like do it for for books so when students come and do a book talk and i'm pulling books for like grade 10 english let's say throw the book on there with a link to it in our collection so the kids can see it so it's like okay what books could i read that my teacher has already approved because the teachers like to so uh -huh. that way if they come in here beyond the um their schedule period or if they're just being sent down to investigate collections for teacher use was another one so if you just send a whole bunch of links to people and jennifer gonzalves on the cult of pedagogy had a really great uh, podcast a few months ago called do you curate or do you dump mm -hmm. and it was about sharing and she talks about that here like if you're going to share things with teachers why not share it in a way that's really visual visually pleasing so if it's you know pd if it's like read these articles or whatnot and same with students um it can be used to collect anchor charts and anchor chart images. So if you have a bunch of anchor charts that you want to use in your classroom or that you find at a conference or whatever, you can throw it in there. So the difference is the graphic design. So, the, so yeah. it looks, I'll be honest, it, it reminds me of Padlet. It, it looks a lot like Padlet or Pinterest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I think that's sort of where they're going to, to the look for so that it's common. I just, I don't know, there's just something about it that I find really visually pleasing. And I think sharing out information like that is great. I know people who use Wakelet instead of a school newsletter now. They just are constantly adding things to their wake and parents can go on yeah. and, and investigate and, and see and they, you know, go out once a week and say, hey, make sure you check it out in, cool. in an email or something. So yeah, mood boards. Cool. And Erin's great ideas. All right. I will share an itty bitty. Mm -hmm. Yesterday or the day before on Twitter, somebody asked me for the shortcut mm -hmm. to bring on voice typing in this. Google Docs. Yep. And I thought, huh, that might be nice to share. So just to share, 
On a Mac, it was Command-Shift-S. I'm guessing on a PC it would be Control-Shift-S. Yeah. And I believe Michelle Armstrong retweeted or replied and said it is also the same on a Chromebook, but you would have to. she had to deactivate something that was connected to she Screencastify. Had, yeah, Screencastify. It, that's on a Chromebook what will open Screencastify. It's the shortcut. So you either have to disable it or you can, I believe, change your shortcuts in Screencastify yeah. and personalize them. That's something that works better for you. So if you wanted to use that shortcut, change Screencastify to something else. So I just thought I would share that. And thank you, Jeff Henninger, for bringing that to our attention. He's a good friend of the show. He tweets at us a lot. Yeah, he does. Thanks, Jeff. I met him recently. Did you? I did. Where? Out in Halifax. Well, in Antigonish. I've never been to the East Coast. <gasps> I know. East Coasters, bring me to the East Coast. I want to come and be with you people. I love Halifax. I know. I need to go. And when we went, I went into Antigonish to their IT conference. And it was so beautiful. It was yeah. just a little quaint little town. I know. The campus was gorgeous. I don't think I'd ever leave. So I have my final share. Okay. Is that it for you? Is this the final share of the episode? Or do you want more? No, I was told. I, I mentioned last oh, week that I was going to do yeah. labels and Gmail. I'm make and you do I them. thought, oh, I'll save it for another time. But yeah. apparently I'm going to do it. You have to. Okay. okay. So I am going to share, and I'm a little bit mad at you, Brian Briggs, for sharing this already. Um, something that just got released, and I was listening to check this out, and they... Uh, recorded the day of and he got to it so if you've listened to check this out you can skip this part but if you don't you should and it's called audience connect and it's a with google add-on and it now invites the audience to connect and engage with google slides it reminds me a lot of pear deck oh. so they basically pear decked google slides but this is not for online use you actually have to download it to your device or to your um, computer, hard drive? Okay. to your hard drive. It's so, I guess Chromebook's not going to work. Okay. I downloaded it to my Mac. and Good. then I, There is some download that's space true. on That's true. I just don't know how big it is. Okay. Okay. So then I go in and you connect it to your drive and it says, do you want to start a new presentation or open an existing presentation? I have created a sample slide deck. So I'm going to open an existing slide deck. I'm going to search for the one I created called sample. You'll notice when it opens, it looks a lot like actual... Google Slides. So the first thing it does, as soon as you import one, it says, do you want to add, get information from your audience? And you can say, oh yes, please. And it's going to automatically add certain slides. You can't erase them, otherwise it screws it up. So it has one here, just a few questions, and I can now personalize these. So by default, it asks the um, people, their first name, their last name, their work email, and their role. And you can customize those questions. And you'll notice that three slides have, or two slides, right, in this case, have been added. The first one is how to join this presentation because they do not need to have an app, an add-on, or anything to join it. Just like when you go to join PD for Pear Deck. Right. Same thing. And then there's different kinds, and you can see how the audience would see it on the sidebar. And there's different kinds of questions that I can insert. So for example, this is my slide deck about ice cream. So I like ice cream and there's a picture of Ben and I eating ice cream. And I say, oh, okay, I want a sliding scale. I'm gonna ask them if they like ice cream and I can add in, do you like ice cream? So I'm gonna say, do you like ice cream too? How much? And I can show live results during the presentation. And now it's sure enough, it's gone in there. Do you like ice cream too? How much? And on the audience view, when I get to that slide, it will pop up on their device that they're joining me on. One of the features that I love in here is it will say, where did it go? Video, offline video. So you can preload and play a video directly from your laptop so that it doesn't lag if you're on Wi-Fi that's overrun by other people. 
I can also create multiple choice questions. That's very much like um, yeah. This is this is very much very like much like Pear Deck. I can then also share content, and this is the one that I love. So how often are you sitting somewhere and you're like, oh my gosh, I love this presentation. So you grab the Bitly, and you want to like follow along, but you forget where it is in your drive or whatever, or you only want one part of a presentation. So think you don't want to share the whole Bitly, let's say in a keynote address, but you're like, if you want to know about this, you can download it. So I'm going to say allow to share content. I now have the content title. So do you want this infographic, which was on the fourth slide? Yeah, the slide previous to this. So subject is, here is Jen's infographic. And it says, hi, audience member, right? It uses mail merging. Here it is, as requested, Jen, XOX. And so I can pick any file. It has to be on my hard drive, not in my Google Drive. All of this is taking everything. It's sort of the reverse of what we've been doing forever. And I think yeah. they've created it so that when we have those lagging moments, we're not concerned about, oh, I really wanted to engage people, but now I can't. So you can still create. it. The more I've explored it, I'm like, oh, that's really interesting because it does seem like that sort of backwards motion. So I attach the PDF. So anything that you have, make sure it's in PDF format. And then I hit save. So now I'm going to present. So I'd like you to grab your mobile device. I can do that. I'm also going to grab a mobile device. When I go back to the beginning, it says, okay, here's what you need to do. First, search on Google, create with Google. There it Wouldn't is. Wouldn't you know, it's the first hit. Imagine. Click it, then click the pancakes in the top left. Okay. And join a presentation. Got it. Now we're going to enter the code for this presentation and it gives you a six digit code. So as I move forward, I like ice cream. Do you like ice cream? There's the picture of Bennett and I. And then it goes to, do you like ice cream? And notice on our phone, all of a sudden, that slider that we inserted is there. So I say, yeah, I love ice cream. Submit. And then when I go to the following slide, it automatically shows me 80% of ice cream is loved. And it says, you want to know more? Sure. And when I get there, it says, sure. Send it to me. Send it to me. Oh, I got it. And, and I now, now have an email. You have an email. Here's Jen's infographic. With the PDF attachment. That is really cool. I'm just thinking in terms of big presentations, um, if you need to share things out, but you don't want to share an entire deck for whatever reason, I'm thinking especially of trainers or people who are presenters, I think that can be really robust. Because think about even you and I in our keynote. Just tutorials. Right? Uh -huh, give it just... a go. Yeah, that we're like, oh, you want to see this here? Boom, put it in. And you, know you can what keep putting those. You know what I would like? And I don't know if it's on there because obviously this is my first time seeing it. I don't want to send them a downloaded version of one of my tutorials because we change them all the time. Mm -hmm. Is there a feature in here where I can send them a URL? I don't think there's any reason you couldn't have the PDF attachment be a PDF with a link in it and the links Taking in a PDF stay right active. Oh, for sure. Okay, that works. That's my share. That's really so cool. So I, right now... It, I'm still, I'm still not totally understanding the offline piece of it yeah. because you're presenting online I'm not totally getting that part but I'll yeah. play with it I think the offline piece of it has to do with the videos that you could show them because they're saved because you're doing it in this venue they're saved to your local device instead of online and you're not buffering off YouTube okay but I don't know what that looks like let's say I have a YouTube video to share I can't download a YouTube video legally and no. show that so but it's just it's a neat thing that could have could evolve it I think I would still go Pear Deck for a lot of the engagement that I would like to do because yeah. I really like Pear Deck. So cool. right now it's a bit limited, but it might grow. So check it out. It was, um, you had to request like 
and it, not an, it wasn't an invitation, but it was like, okay, request when you um, when we release it because it was like coming soon. A beta, yeah. But now it's out, and I'll link it in the show notes. Very cool. That's it. Okay, I said I was going to share my labels, and I think I may have oversold it. <laughs> you also almost bailed. She's like, yeah, I'm not going to share them. I'm like, no, you are going to share them because Ryan O'Donnell boxed me. And he said, oh, I'm glad to like it. I'm, I'm excited to hear what Kim has to say about labels. Yeah, I definitely think I oversold it. I use labels. <laughs> okay. Tell I, us what they are. Tell all right, us so for, for in, the non-Gmailer. For the non-Gmailer or for the person who isn't leveraging all that Gmail has to offer. This is just one feature within Gmail that I adore. So yes, Google is all about search, but for me, I am a sort person. I'm not a search person. So I create many, many, many different labels so that I can categorize all of my emails in multiple ways so that when I want to find them, I can search for them based on their labels and they can color code all of the labels. So in order to add a label, it's really, really simple. You open up an email and there's a little flag it's just to the right of the move to folder icon. Mm. If you click on the flag. It's a label. It's the, it's it's, the label. It's like a gift yeah. label. It's the label. You can select what they already have, or you could just create, click create new, type in whatever you want the label to be. Mm -hmm. You can nest your labels under other labels, mm -hmm. which is great. Mm -hmm. And then just click on the one that you want. So I know this one is. The one that I want? No, the many that you want. Yes. The many. That's so what I love. Here, I've just done this one. And you can click on a whole bunch of them. You can X them off as soon as you, if you don't need them. Mm -hmm. And you or can. If you do want an error. If you do want an error. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're the person who has a thousand emails in your inbox. Mm -hmm. You're going to push the archive button. The yes. little, the button, the, it looks like a square with an arrow pointing down. I use that one. I archive all the time. And you can, I, I wondered for a while, like, oh my gosh, I need my mail back. I, I archive something by accident. And there is something called all mail. If you've archived anything accidentally, that's where you'll find it. It's right near the bottom. And it, don't panic. Because I thought I, I, I couldn't find it. I panicked. I was like, I need that email. I'm not finding it. That's where it is. So I love using my labels. I'm a, I, I did oversell it. But I... I just, I love them because it makes everything so much easier to find. My mm. inbox is clear and I cross label things. So they're, the, they're cross reference. Can I add to your share? So what I will often do is go to the Timbits and I'll say filter messages yep. like these. And if I know there's this one person that's always going to be talking to yes. me about Adam short shorts from Flipgrid. Yes. Anytime anything comes in from pre -label him, them. I pre-label them so that when, when it comes come in, in, I read it and bang, it's done. I don't have yes. to worry about adding the labels. So you the filters are are so powerful. The other thing is when you're composing an email, mm -hmm. you can label as it's going out. What? So, yeah. I didn't know you that. You can pre-label as it's going out. So I also label my sent messages. I know you do because you're amazing. <laughs> I label all my sent messages. So I if, just learned that about you today that you label them. Like that is next level awesome. I just want to be able to find them in one place. Yeah. Or in multiple places. In multiple so places. when I'm typing an email, if you go into the Timbits on the right hand side, just to the left of the trash can, you have the opportunity to label it before you even send it. So that will really help for your outbox, especially if you're sending something, you're like, I need this to come back to me. Yeah. Love it. All right. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. That's it for this week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you think others might enjoy some of this learning, please give us a rating. Show notes for this and all episodes can be found at shooksandgif.com. That's S-H-U-K-E-S-A-N-D-G-I-F-F dot com. As always, we would love to hear your ahas on the Anchor app. On our website, on the embedded Flipgrid, or by tweeting at us, sending us an email, or talking to us in real life. 
I'm Kim Polishuk, and I can be found on Twitter at Kim Polishuk. And I'm Jen Giffen, and I can be found at Virtual GIF with two Fs. Thanks for listening to Shooks and GIF. And as always, have an aha, give it a go. Shooks and GIF is a proud member of Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here. For more great content, go to voiced.ca. That's for import questions in forms. My printer is haunted. It just started working on its own. It does that every now and then. Uh, side note, my learning commons is haunted by Anne Frank. Just going to throw that out there. We have a band book display. Is this for the podcast right now? Yes, you can put it in the podcast. Okay. We have a band book display and everything's like up with tape and everything's good. And da, da, da. Every single day, at least once, Anne Frank falls off the wall. We've changed the tape. We have done everything. Anne Frank keeps falling. I'm convinced it's her ghost. That Kim's face I, right I, now is like, I, I have, I'm not recording anything with you ever again. I don't know how to respond to that. Okay, anyway, I'm just going to say interesting. <laughs>